How did a personal encounter with the medical system drive one entrepreneur to open an insurance agency? And how has that experience informed his practice model? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement that helps small and mid-market companies escape the fully insured marketplace and delivers stability, control, and savings without watering down employees' benefits or increasing their premium share. If you have clients in the educational institution or the engineering vertical, go to our website at CaptivatedHealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. Hi, and thanks for listening. If you haven't already subscribed at the ShiftShapersOnline.com website, you'll want to do that right away. Why? Two reasons. First, you'll get a quick email every Monday so you can be the first to know about this week's new episode. And you'll also be eligible for special offers. And well, I'm not supposed to say anything about this just yet, but but I'm so excited about a special offer we have coming in just a few weeks. It's an offer that will help you learn the six steps to get the three things you need to become a recognized expert in your area and open opportunities that will help to take your practice to the top and at a special discount for Shift Shapers members. But you can't get the discount unless you subscribe. So pause this podcast, go to www.shiftshapersonline.com and click the subscribe button now. Don't miss the upcoming special offer. And again, thanks for listening. On this episode, we're talking with Adam Berkowitz. Adam is founder and president at a firm called Simpara HR. And unlike a lot of the guests that we've had on the podcast, at least recently, Adams did something that some people may consider death-defying in this particular environment. He actually fairly recently started an agency. And so we've invited him on the program to talk about the impetus for starting the agency, what kind of led them there. And also what they've learned, what their best practices are, what they found, and, and their take on the marketplace in, in today's market. And so with that, welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me, David. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now, I, I know you've had a benefits career since you graduated. Most of us kind of step into this accidentally. With you, it was a little more intentional. But it was a personal experience, like some of us, that actually kind of gave you the push, the firsthand look, and, and changed your perspective. Would you share that experience with the, with the audience, please? Oh, I'd be happy to. Yeah. So it was, it was roughly two and a half years ago, in July of 16, when my wife and I were at the hospital, and we were welcoming our first child into the world. And you know, of course, it's it's a interesting parallel between one of the most exciting times, most anxious and nervous times, and also kind of like, what the heck are we doing, right? Because <laughs> we have no idea what we're about to get ourselves into. But it was also the first time in my life where I had such a personal experience inside the healthcare system. I'd been operating in this industry as a benefit advisor for my entire professional career, going on 12 years now. 
but it never really experienced firsthand what it's like to be on the patient side. So the, the birth of our son, unfortunately, was a physically traumatic experience for my wife. Now, everyone's okay, but I, I this part of our story, because what I realized coming out of it was that there isn't anyone who's your advocate as you're going through this process, going through the healthcare system. You know, we don't, we're not being told what questions to ask. We're not being told how things should feel or what pain should feel like, what recovery should feel like. And, you know, it led to prescription and opioid use post-delivery for my wife going on many, many weeks. And again, thankfully, everybody's okay. But reflecting back on this time, and you're kind of just going through the motions like this must be normal because it's our first time going through it. And then you kind of come out of it, even though we're in the best hands we think with a phenomenal healthcare system, a phenomenal me- medical team that we're, that we're leveraging. And there's all of these misses. There's all these gaps. And so I'm, I'm realizing that while I was operating in this world and I, th- and I was really passionate about working with employers and helping them, you know, build healthcare plans for their people, we couldn't go on in that direction. Something had to change. Experiencing that in such a profound personal way, it really changed my perspective. And of course, now having a son in the picture, it was also, why does this matter? Why is, why is it important? What are we doing? What are we here to do? So all of these existential questions come up and that eventually led to the decision to start my own practice. So why launch an agency? I mean, what was it that you saw that was, that was lacking that you wanted particularly to bring? Sure. So I, you know, there are a lot of things, of course, but how do you break it down and distill it? I think first is, is advocacy. How are we empowering individuals to be engaged healthcare consumers? What tools are we giving them to be more empowered? So that's number one. Number two, I, I felt that the healthcare markets were shifting quickly and drastically. And, you know, our industry is, is, is maybe not as old as banking, but it's an old legacy industry. And it comes with a lot of heavy, heavy processes, heavy overhead and changes is hard inside a, a big ship like that that's been operating for decades. And so I really felt like the industry was ripe for change. And we kind of had to pivot and do things differently. So we looked at what does a traditional agency model look like? And it's this hub and spokes model of people on the fringe, producers, brokers selling. And then you have this core centralized service team. And I kind of wanted to flip that model completely upside down and say, how can we be more team focused? And how can we be much more consultative in the process? So what are the things that you do to achieve that? Because it is a different kind of perspective on things. Sure. One of the first decisions we made was investing in the right technologies to kind of lay the foundation for an agency. And so all of our clients are leveraging an HRIS platform, which allows our our operations to be paperless as well. It allows us to focus less on the spreadsheet and the RFP process, which we really want to stay away from and be much more consultative. And so by leveraging all these various technologies, we're allowing ourselves to say, what do we want to be doing? And that's strategy. It's the consultation. It's the handholding. It's the advocacy. And so we need the technology to eliminate all of the other admin stuff. That's part of, part of running a business, right? Right. So, so leveraging the technology helps you be focused on the mission that you want to drive. But does it also help you control expenses? And have you found that it's helped you scale? Without question. Absolutely. And, and what we're doing in addition to it is it's allowing us to be 
a small team and very nimble and bring in best of breed solutions and, and partners to market. And so whether it's a TPA or a PBM or various data analytics tools, you know, we're, we're treating these as our partners in the conversation with our prospects and clients as, as a single team. And so having, you know, uh, an operation that can, that can work that way, I think is critical for designing an agency of the future. And we, we obviously don't have a crystal ball, but it's allowing us to be very flexible in our decision-making and as we continue to grow and add new clients. Now, you're out in St. Louis in that, in that area. Is that something that your market is demanding, is, is more bespoke kind of plans rather than off-the-rack or one-size-fits-all kind of things? I think so. I, I think that our market is finally, the noise is getting louder that, you know, we can't, they can't keep operating in this environment where health insurance continues to tick up 5, 10, 15 or more percent year over year. And every year they're presented with a spreadsheet with options. And every year they're presented with the option of taking something away, cutting this, cutting that, raising deductibles, pushing more cost onto employees. There is an end to that road. And I think that employers are certainly standing up now and demanding something different. And so what used to be, I think, a very relationship-centric business, while that's still a component of it, it's much more about the strategies and solutions that we're delivering, both in the immediate term and in the long term. Yeah, I mean, I think think for a while they they thought that they were seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's really turned out to be a gorilla with a flashlight. I don't think it was, you know, kind of what they expected <laughs> at all. Can can you give us a couple of examples or an example of of a client interaction where you've been able to apply this this mindset? Sure. I mean, we've you know, I, f- first of all, the the conversations selling in general we treat as is a is a long term game, and so we, we're having these conversations early and often. And we've begun educating our market by hosting these open to the public free you know, seminars. We're bringing in topics and experts from around the spectrum of healthcare, whether it's on removing the PPO and transparent open networks, creating direct contracts. What does, you know, we brought in Al Lewis with Quizify to talk about engaging and empowering employees to make better decisions. And so I think that having these conversations, it's what it's doing is it's allowing the market to understand that there is a different way. And it's also allowing us to ramp up our sales process quite a bit because a lot of the education is, is already coming from other avenues. And so we have, we brought on, you know, a really good example is, is a school that we started working with just over a year ago. They were fully insured and they were facing another 20% increase and you know, historically their strategies had been shop the same four carriers in the market, right? Anthem, United, Aetna, Cigna, uh, and see if you can mitigate that increase or negotiate down the increase. But every year it was more for less. We're going to spend more money in premium for less in benefit. And when we got to the table, it was the complete opposite conversation. What can we do to provide better healthcare, better benefits, and either contain our costs or reduce our costs. And so this is this is an atypical example because the the school decided to, in essence, rip the band-aid off. They went self-funded, of course, with an independent TPA. We put in a transparent pharmacy benefit manager. We eliminated the PPO and went full reference-based pricing. And with that, what we did on top of it is we created an environment where if employees were making wise decisions, for example, if they were going to 
independent imaging facilities where the MRI was 500 bucks versus the hospital's price of 5,000 bucks, we were removing their deductible. So employees were getting these services for free if they were making those smart decisions. And so we, we really created an entirely different environment for the organization, the employees, the culture, to really everyone take an active role in participating in controlling the healthcare plan. And now, a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single-source solution for your clients and prospects in the education and engineering verticals. The founders of Captivated Health have 35 years' experience working with healthcare and benefit clients. And over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems mid-market clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing healthcare costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, these groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace. Until now. Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems and does so with virtually no disruption to employees while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to your education and engineering clients that you advise. To learn more about Captivated Health solution, go to our website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on our logo on the Shift Shapers website. With that in mind, I mean, let's go back and can we re- can we visit the the seminar idea because I think that's one of the things that a lot of advisors are finding a challenge is how to get out in the community and how to do that education that you and I have talked about being so important. How do those come about? How do you market them? To whom do you market them? Sure. So we've, you know, I think we've done three or four of these now. And, you know, honestly, what I, what I love about being in this, in this industry now is that the folks on our side of the table, the, the vendors, the, the consultants, the advisors, the solution partners, everyone is so willing to collaborate and share and be a part of this message. And so really just started reaching out to people that I had knew, known from, conferences or had just interacted with online or via email or people that I wanted to meet and just said, hey, we're thinking about doing this seminar for 30, 40 executives in the St. Louis market. Do you want to come in and speak on X? And nine times out of 10, the answer is emphatically, absolutely. When's the date? And so we just mail out about 300, 400 personalized letters to executives, CFOs, HR directors around town. And we've been filling the room. You know, we, we keep it small. We keep it intimate so that people can feel comfortable asking questions to about 20 or 30 executives in the area. And we're doing them on a quarterly basis. So we're keeping the conversation active and, and relevant. And we're asking for a lot of engagement and feedback during these seminars. So they're usually in the morning, two hours maximum. We're kind of in and out. And I would describe it as extended TED Talks. You know, we have probably three or four speakers per seminar. And they talk for about 15 or 20 minutes each. Now, among those three or four speakers, and we've talked about using and leveraging technology, do you also bring in some of your partners? And how important is it in, in what you're doing and what you're trying to build to have the right partners? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the conversation can't happen in a vacuum. You know, So if we're talking direct primary care, we want to have that doctor part of the conversation, Right they're going to have a much different perspective and bring a different value to the conversation than 
we could alone. And so absolutely, we're bringing our channel partners, we're bringing folks that we want to be our channel partners to the table, or just folks with different perspectives on these topics so that so that we can give the audience something that's that's well-rounded. You know, I think a lot of these concepts can seem very esoteric. And so we just want to distill them and break them down and say, you know what, these are these are easy to bite off kind of one at a time in bite-sized pieces. You know, we don't have to do everything at once. We don't have to jump into this deep end and and try to figure everything out with five new vendors and channel partners. And we don't have to wait for renewal either. You know, so we're really changing the conversation, but that's only possible by having these partners and other vendors to the table that we work with. So the subtext to a lot of our conversation seems to be that what you're focusing on is mainly partially self-funded plans. That's exactly right. Yeah, very rarely do we do we do anything without stop loss. So, you know, almost in almost I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's partially self funded. And that you made that decision up front because it helps you drive the mission of the agency. It does. You know, it, it's really all about control. The the analogy that I like to give when we're talking about what is self funded versus fully funded, fully insured, is it's really about control and moving the control away from the insurance companies to the employer, you know, so it's employer-owned healthcare, employer-designed healthcare, and it's really just a vehicle. It's not a solution in itself. It's just a vehicle, and self-insurance is a vehicle for flexibility and control, whereas fully insured, you get what you get, right? You know, you can negotiate that down that renewal, but every year, guaranteed, it's going to tick up, right? So in a self-insured environment, we can be much more flexible, and we can react to data that we're seeing inside the plant. So what are those early conversations when you sit down with an employer who's been traditionally fully insured? What are those conversations like? How do you approach that employer? And 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 how do you drive the start the conversation? Where do you drive it to? Sure. So I, I like to ask a lot of questions and really understand where the employer is with regard to managing their healthcare plan because change is hard. And I think the one of the hardest things, one of the hardest parts about our role is managing that change and the expectations of that change. And so there can be a lot of fear and anxiety around moving into a self-funded environment or, or removing a network, right? All of these things sound negative. They sound scary. And so we're really trying to de-risk the perception of moving into this environment. So we give a lot of analogies. We tell a lot of stories. And we use a lot of anecdotes. You know, I, I think it's very powerful for an employer to deliver to their employees, your deductibles are going away, your co-pays are going away, and your premium is going down. I mean, how often has that conversation been had? Probably not in a long time. And so if we can start there, get them really excited about the possibilities of what we can achieve, then we can start working backwards and filling in the timeline for what we want to achieve. What levers do we want to pull now? And over time. Do you find that starting with, hey, you can have access to your data and that will help us inform decisions is part of your initial conversation or does that and the risk management conversation come afterwards? Usually comes afterwards. You know, I've found that it's not, while it's not always the case, I have found that logic doesn't really resonate, right? Data and logic is a very hard thing to sell on, even though it's very rational. You know, I think generally people make irrational decisions, and then they backtrack them into rationalizing why they made those decisions. And so, you know, we're going to use data to help rationalize their decisions on the back end. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked frequently on the program about Daniel Kahneman's research exactly to that point in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow. And if you're if you're listening, good heavens, do not buy the book unless you have a <laughs> PhD in psychology. But he's got a great TED Talk, and we'll link to it. And we'll also link to Al Lewis's interview that we did that you mentioned a little he's bit wonderful. earlier. Yep. Al's a lot of fun, and he's he delivers a very interesting service in a very non-threatening and therefore very well-accepted way. And, and his humor is top-notch. I mean, yeah, holy yeah. Cow. he's he's <laughs> he's he's a very serious, silly person. Is how I how I describe Alan. I, I think he I think he'd agree with that. Yeah, it, it's not it's not about logic. It's about it's about telling stories and about hitting that emotional chord. Do you use your personal experience that we talked about earlier as, as part of the open about you know kind of why it's better to have control? I do, I do, because I think that it resonates well because everyone has their own story navigating the healthcare system. And, you know, I, I shied away from it from a long time. One, it's really my wife's story. It's not exactly mine. I was there, but it's really my wife's story. And so I didn't want to share it for a long time, but I found that it was a healing process for me to tell it. I, of course, asked my wife's permission to be able to tell the story, but also it, it resonates because everyone's going to have an experience where the healthcare system failed them or where they thought they were going one direction and it led a different path. And so to be on the other side of the table and say, we want to work together to fix this thing, to do better. I mean, that's where our passion is. That's right. Yeah, I, I think being authentic is, is always very, very important in that kind of a consultative process. So we've got about a minute or so left. Where do you see the future? Where do you see the industry going from your perspective? Yeah, I think this is a really exciting time in this industry. And I think it's a really exciting time for employers and communities. You know, so much money has been squandered and locked up inside our healthcare systems and our healthcare plans that I, I really do believe that the potential in our communities, the reinvestment that can happen is really unlimited, you know, just by looking at the healthcare plan. And so, we feel that this is not just a job, it's a mission. You know, we're really passionate about fixing healthcare from our, our corner of the universe, but it takes a village. And so, you know, we collaborate a ton with advisors across the country. We're working with, with the health rosetta community and we're learning along the way. And so the more employees, the more employers that we're able to reach, we believe that we're fulfilling this mission. So I only see opportunity going forward. It's a really exciting time to be in this space. And I would say to anyone who's thinking about taking this leap and starting their own firm or people that are looking to kind of shift practices within their own agencies, there's no better time to be doing it than now. A great place to end our conversation for today. Adam Berkowitz, founder and president at Simpara HR. Thank you, Adam, for sharing your expertise with our audience and for being a Shift Shaper. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved. Mm-hmm.